Pleasant Acre Farms, located just outside Ocala, Florida, is a full-service commercial breeding operation that has one of the top stallion rosters in the Sunshine State. Standing 10 horses, including sons of top sires such as Curlin, Harlan's Holiday, Unbridled Song, Scat Daddy, Canthros, and Twirling Candy, you'll be sure to find a great match for your mare at Pleasant Acres. Owned and operated by consummate professionals, Joe and Helen Barbazon, they provide clients with world-class services in all facets of the thoroughbred industry. Their commitment to quality is what allows Pleasant Acre Farms to pursue their passion for breeding champions. Check out their website at pleasantacrestallions.com or call 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Farms. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Going in Circles Big Monday show. I wanted to let you know that we have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to for free, the Going in Circles Digest. It's kind of a combination newsletter, stakes preview. Um, We have some uh, restaurant reviews on there, various topics, but uh, we also have a couple um, pieces about various uh, industry topics or racing history. This last week we did a piece on the great Arazi and his spectacular move in the 1991 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which uh, unfortunately was the the pinnacle of his career. But um, it's a free subscription. Go to goingincirclesdigest.substack.com dot com and check it out all right the going in circles digest thanks for listening hello sniper (laughs) what's up man sniper and i for everyone that's uh not aware which is pretty much the entire world outside of like 10 other people I've been involved in the world's longest NBA fantasy basketball draft. I tried to tell you, man. It started yesterday at 10 a.m. and is now past 9 p.m. on uh, on Monday. But it's over. So we, uh, we're ready to roll tonight. Yeah, man. Let me uh, get it. Hand you that, that uh, first L of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we actually get to play head and head uh, opening week. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you and uh, you, you said you put your you've locked your eyes on on my team and Joe Christovic's team. Like we're the That's right. As long as I beat you, guys. Uh, Fairgrounds uh, track analyst or whatever you call him, whatever he does. The guy, um, the guy on TV, not going to be Ed DeRosa. Ed DeRosa, congrats on. Getting a, a a new position at uh, Horse Racing Nation, so uh, yeah, well, my man Mark Midland and company. We we can't uh, we can't tell uh, Ed. Well, we don't want to hear from you because you work for uh, the Evil Empire. So. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm sure he's relieved that. Uh, I know he may be able to tweet more freely now. <laughs> But he tweets pretty freely as it is. Yeah, but it, can, it yeah, but now it, I mean that was with a, a you know a sort of leash on you know, right? Now he's like a pit bull without the leash. He just say whatever. Well, not whatever, but 
in certain subjects, I think he can chime in a lot more than he used to. Yeah, I think that's something that people don't realize that um, <laughs> some of these <clears throat> organizations are, are are overly sensitive and <laughs> sometimes you know the people who work for them are tasked to go out and be active on social media but I don't think sometimes that the people who are tasking them with that really understand the um, the dynamics of social media as well as they should because Twitter <laughs> for, for, in it, for instance there was a case uh, a couple years ago or a year and a half ago about will pays um, and the track wasn't putting the will pays up or so, something to that effect and as at that point, virtually the only person on social media representing Gulfstream was Pete. Got bombarded with people like, you know, like just blasting him. And, and, you know, he has nothing to do with that. It's, it's got, you know, nothing to do with it. He has no say in the matter. He's, uh, it's not, you know, he's, he's an innocent out. bystander, just right, like the Right. And, and yet, you know, he, he took a, a whole lot of crap about it. And, uh, uh, I think actually, actually, that's what started the internet fight between that that uh, the punk Benny and and, and I. Uh, so many fights these days. I, yeah, I it's, a, it's a dude. Like, but... you're, you're you're blasting the guy and calling him all kinds of names. It's not his job. Like he just happens to be the person, you know, who, who's who works for that company. But his job also isn't isn't the complaint department. You know? <laughs> I blame I blame horse players though because they they should at least use the what I call the the reasonable person theory or clause. They should know that <laughs> that a guy like Pete is is really far from removed from you know a lot of that stuff. He may know some things, but and I'm sure you know obviously he'll he'll try to lend a helping hand as much as he can that's just the kind of guy he is so it's like you know and you're still gonna just attack him and bombard him with tweets and stuff like that i can tell you one with thing the tvg people too they they catch a lot of flack on stuff that they have no control over either pete Ilo is a horse player's horse player yeah he is listen I've been up in his booth and I've seen him bet on some obscure tracks that like you wouldn't even know are running and, and he's playing them. I mean, he, if it, it's, it must be a track announcer thing because Luke Kryposh, he was the same way. He used to bug me all the time. Let's go, let's go to the Riviera Downs. I, you want to go to River Downs on a Tuesday. I'm like, no, I don't got, I'm not going to River Downs, you know, to watch five claimers, Luke. Uh, you know, we'll go up there. We'll have some beer. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. And then you end up going the bullet Bob Meyer, the famous Yonkers, and then later in his career, Saratoga announced him. He would bet anything that moved. <laughs> he was in a bad mood, and and the funny thing was, you know, some people you can tell how they're doing by their moods. When they're not doing well, they're just like miserable, you know. And when they're doing well, like it's it's. Uh, <laughs> It's like the uh, the Louis Armstrong song in the background playing for their <laughs> life, you know. Like, like <laughs> it's a beautiful world because you know, the, the 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 late pick three. But um, he I remember I was at Yonkers, and this is back in this is back in the Stone Ages, and uh, 
he came in one day and he's like, the phone won't work. Blah, 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 blah. Can you find out the score of the St. Louis Blues game? And I'm like, why? And he's like, I said, like, yeah. he's like, I know, I, but <laughs> I said, all right, let, you know, and back then we had to call the, you know, the, the one 900 number. Um, but we had, we were actually putting the stretch calls for Yonkers on the one 900 number. So we had the access codes. I could call up and, and get all the scores for free, basically. And, um, I called up and I was, you know, got the score and they won like three to two. I was like, uh, hey, Bob, they won three to two. Ah, and he starts cursing. I was like, what? They won. And I'm like, you bet. You gave goals in hockey? He goes, yeah, I gave, I gave a goal and a half. I said, you know what? Only <laughs> sick people give goals in hockey. It's bad enough you're betting hockey. He said, what do you know about hockey anyways? I said, you spend every night here. Like watching harness races because that's when we were racing, like six or seven nights a week. So it's not like, uh, and there was no like internet or anything like that. I mean, I said, how do you even follow hockey? How do you know how the St. Louis Blues should be given two goals or whatever it was? The bullet, R.I.P. Peace. He was, uh, he was something else, man. He really, <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny too, is that I have a million stories about him, but most of them. Like, if you don't know them, they're just not that great. But <laughs> we did uh, we did get him pissed off one day. Ray Goodness was the other assistant racing secretary. And I, when I, when I first got out of college, I was working at Yonkers. And uh, that was right around, the, there was a, a Zodiac killer going around at that time. Oh, Remember boy. that, the Zodiac killer? Oh, yeah. So one day on the back of the Daily News, you know, you get the New York tabloid papers, is a police artist sketch of the zodiac killer oh no (laughs) we had some time to kill in our hands so we went in the uh the media guide and we took bob's picture and we superimposed it on the daily news is this a zodiac killer (laughs) (laughs) we made copies and and he always used to come into the the program office, which was across the the hall from where our office was, to get his program in the you know as soon as he got there, um, and Bob would get to races at noon. We we would post time was eight o'clock. He would get there at noon. This is no lie. Um, and you know generally go that simulcasting all day, but um, so we post this on, on outside the door, and he comes in and he sees it. And says, is this the Zodiac killer? And he like erupts. You know, he goes nuts. <laughs> Who did this? Talk. Ah! And I'm like, you know, we're laughing and we're laughing and we're laughing. And, and uh, he's like really, really pissed off. And I was like, why? He goes, people are going to see this and they're going to be calling Yonkers police. And I'm going to get locked up. And, you know, that's the next thing I know. My ex-wife will hear, yeah, Bob Myers, the Zodiac killer. will be paying more alimony. And, oh, I mean, it was. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Those are the days, man. God falling. Those were the days when they actually had newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I remember we used to get the New York Post. We got the Daily News. We got Newsday. Sports News. Eye. Uh, we got like five papers a day. And every single one of them, well, obviously Sports Eye was, was uh, covering racing. It was a racing paper. Uh, and, and the racing form, DRF. Uh, that's when it was the big. Uh, that's when it wasn't the tabloid form. That was when right. It was, it was the big one. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, when uh, my when, when me and my wife got together, they 
you know, this was 2013, right? Or 2011 or 12. I don't know. It was around that time, but they were still selling the big versions. Yeah, I like the big versions. The big versions, I do. you could see the whole race. Like Different time, but man, like newspapers were like the thing, man. We, we Like I said, I used to get like five papers a day. And all of the New York papers covered um, covered racing. I mean, oh, yeah, they, they, they covered, they had a, uh, the press box had six, seven guys. Dailies covering racing, covering on an everyday basis. And that's when racing was, was six days a week. <clears throat> and, and racing suffers because of that. Racing does suffer because the tracks get away with a lot of bullshit that they wouldn't get away with if there was actual media writing it. Um, and there'd be a lot more, um, everyone would get, would get more, would get more, uh, a spotlight put on them, good and bad. You know, there, there was just more coverage. It was more, it was, it just was a better, you know, what's the word, uh, legitimized us. Right. I mean, in, in the yeah. public's eye and that. Hey, they're covering these in the papers, and and like you go to the New York Post or, or even the the you know the other two papers, they'd have two or three pages daily, not just for Saratoga. Um, yeah, and and you know, we miss that. We do miss that, and uh, you know, it's a different era, obviously. But yeah, it's it's, it's just kind of disheartening to think about because you know. Back in the '90s, I would have never thought that. You know, obviously, I was more of a kid at that point, but I would have never thought that. You know, racing would decline from there. You know, yeah, <laughs> that was never my thought. And then, you know, fast forward to 2021, and it's such a huge difference. Like even even in the last five to 10 years it's a huge difference and you know the truth is that other sports have have so much more coverage now than they ever did oh man everywhere you can't get away from it you can you can get so much sports information on any other sport it's it's so easy now i mean there's there's like a million nba beat writers and bloggers and it's it's unbelievable how many people have commentary on on sports no it's it's true i mean nfl teams have have five or six different guys who that's all they do is they follow that one team and it, there's just so much information out there and uh, and racing is the opposite racing and uh you know we we've, we've seen Close that it off <laughs> and of the media that we have left most of it is attached to an adw or some other kind of you know organization that you know filters the information more or less basically it's just the way it is like tvg like people have complain all the time oh, tvg doesn't cover the news because tvg is not a news organization it's a they're an adw first it's owned by an adw they're they're there to try <laughs> to make you bet races they're not they're covering your races sure um, and they do wait, listen, they, they touch on the subjects a little bit here and there, but like we said in the beginning, you can't just say, you can't be like me, 
you know, I don't work for an organization like that. So I can do pretty much whatever I want. I was going to say the extreme. You can't be like Swift and just like, like go, go nuts. But um, it's, it's just, uh, it's not great. And, and a lot of the, a lot of the good stories don't get told and the bad stories don't get the, the legs that they should. And I mean, if it's not Baffert, you most of the things die out. I mean, the Baffert thing just seems like it's not going to die out. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a story up tonight in the TDN. And this is one of those things that just, it, it pisses me off to no end because I'll preface this with, Sometimes people have to understand that the stewards are bound by the rules, that they have to um, follow the rules, meaning that in some cases there are uh, maximum penalties allowed to be given. And unfortunately, um, it, 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 it's difficult to get anything done in a lot of ways. And there was a case at Delaware Park that was uh, reported this afternoon by T.D. Thornton on the TDN um, about three people that should be getting harsh penalties. Harsh penalties. Because the, the, the official um, designation is, quote, improper or inhumane treatment of a horse. But what had happened was that there was a horse that had a bowed tendon and it won. Um, it won a race at Delaware Park this summer. And the horse came back positive. So um, obviously the win was uh, that was June 2nd. And the horse won by four at uh, 15 to one. And the quote was returned sore and was placed on the state veterinary list. Well, afterwards, the horse was shown to have a bow tendon. And it's a pretty bad bow. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm quoting the T.D. Thornton's article here says, uh, according to the ruling that June 14th, quote, the practicing veterinarian, that's the vet, that's the, the veterinarian for the trainer, uh, performed an ultrasound on the horse called Food and Wine that revealed a 50% tear in his tendon. Mm. Wow. 50% tear is a dot that's big. Uh, the vet recommended 8 to 12 months off to recover. And to be honest, uh, those kind of, that kind of tear, there's probably about a 10% chance that the horse is coming back at all uh and tendons are a little strange because sometimes it's it's better it's better that they um they pull like that than the small tear that never heals but uh, it's tough to explain but it, it's it's really a crapshoot and and there's really no way of knowing that if the tendon is going to be uh heal and be fine and, and a lot of horses have come back from tendons and that they've healed and they race for a long time afterwards but a lot of them also don't ever get past the first work or two before they 
um, you know, re-tear it and then that's it, you know. And most horses that blow tendons don't have to be, you know, humanly destroyed or put down. It's just a, um, it's an injury that, that they can get over uh, and, and find a use in another designation, uh, you know, some, some sort of uh, riding horse or something like that. It's not like a death sentence for the horse, it's not like a, a fractured sesamoid or, or something where they're going to be totally lame the rest of their life. So apparently the horse raced and after the race came back with the, with a bowed tendon and the veterinarian told him the horse needs basically a year off. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, the horse tests positive for methylcarbonyl or Baxin, uh, which isn't, you know, it, it's not like it's uh, some sinister medication. It's, it's a drug that's used. It's, it's regularly used, but obviously if it comes back positive, then they're going to make a change. Uh, the horse got DQ'd. The trainer waived her right to have the split sample tested. So instead of them sending the horse to the farm as they were supposed to, um, they put the horse back in training. And according to the Delaware Park ruling on it, uh, the owner a guy named Jose Luis Rosales had contacted the state veterinarian to schedule a breeze to get him off the vets list. Um, that's unusual that an owner would make that call. That That's a trainer's call. Um, that sounds like red flag number one. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the horse worked October 3rd. Worked a half mile, 50, and pulled up lane. Um, so the stewards began to investigate and found out that the trainer, Linda Manchio, who's like 76 years old, um, has not been to Delaware Park in the calendar year 2021. Oh my God, it just gets worse. Her stable's been in the care of her assistant, Belinda Manchio, so I'm assuming daughter or some sort of relation. Um, and must have turned, you know, must have given the information because it was, it was investigated and found that the food and wine was, was treated in August with prednisone and anaquazone, which is something that would, uh, you know, used anaquazone is, is, will eliminate fluids. Uh, prednisone is, is a steroid that'll, it'll tighten that tendon up to try to make it look like, um, you know, that it's, it's not as bowed as it's not because a bowed tendon will, will have a lot of swelling. And then on September 27th, they ordered, uh, the, the owner again ordered a uh, treatment of methazone uh, before the horse worked. Um, they've done, um, Rosales, who essentially is training the horse. And you know, with the assistant trainer 
probably doing the day-to-day work and the, uh, the, the actual listed trainer is just a complete paper trainer. <clears throat> the owner should be ruled off for life. He should have his license revoked. And the trainer, obviously, um, you know, she's, she's not been there. She's not really a trainer. She's, uh, they're just using her name. So her license should be revoked as well. If you haven't made any uh, appearances physically at the racetrack, you are not the trainer. Steve Asmussen has horses in 18 different places. And guess what? I can guarantee you within the last few weeks, he's been to every one of them. That doesn't mean he's there every day overseeing him. Obviously, he can't be in 18 places. And it's a little exaggeration, but it's it's just unacceptable for a trainer to never, ever, ever, ever be there, especially when this kind of stuff happens. Um, the penalties given out are just not, you know, to me, just not feasible. <clears throat> and they gave the trainer 30 days of course she did not show up at a hearing <laughs> she's got fined $2,500 which I'm sure she'll never pay um, so like giving her 30 days is like the biggest waste of time her license should be revoked period uh, the owner got $2,500 fine and suspended 30 days. You suspended the owner 30 days. He should be revoked. He should never have a license again. Because this was not a mistake. Listen, things happen. You can't know everything about a horse. You can't know every single thing about them. You can't. You don't have x-ray eyes. You don't have uh, uh, the ability to see inside them. You, you just don't. Right? So you could take the greatest care of your horses and accidents still happen. But this is not an accident. This was, a ch- this was an attempt to, to take a horse who should not be on the racetrack and race them and race them and probably hope that horse get claimed because then they'll dump it off at someone else. And, and I, honestly, I don't know if Delaware Park has avoided claim rule or not. But The state vet should be reprimanded as well. Everyone should be reprimanded. Right. Everyone. The racing office should be reprimanded as well. Right. For even why, 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 that. why did you entertain that? Why, why is this horse on the grounds without it, with a trainer that hasn't been there right. the entire year? Why is the owner making uh, the calls to the state vet to set this up? That's not an owner's position to do. And the and the uh, the acting trainer didn't get anything. She's an assistant trainer. Yeah, she got like fifteen days. Oh, she should get six months. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, the, you can't explain that away. You know what I mean? It wasn't a mishap. It, it was intentional from the start. So, like you said, it's it's unfortunate that they're bound by those rules, and. It sounds like they're not even allowed to make a call, a judgment call, and say, "Hey, this is this is a lot worse than what the actual violations are." 
unless they can, you know, have a hearing or something. But it doesn't. This was it was intentional, There's right? No it, doubt it, it, was intentional. it was. Yeah, that was the the clear intent was there. There's no doubt about it. And I'm gonna say this, and and it's the truth. It's not like this isn't doesn't happen a lot of other places with other people. At least in the past. Yes, it is. All right. This is this is this is this is what I try to tell trainers, and trainers are are, are idiots. <clears throat> a lot of trainers are just idiots, <laughs> and they just don't get it. They don't understand that the shit can't happen anymore. Well, I mean, and if I was in charge of, of, of that track, <laughs> I would bar those people for life. But they had to know. I mean, you know, and I, and I would tell I everybody it else, has anything to do with intelligence. You do this. <laughs> You will be barred for life too. Get your lawyers. I don't care. It's just no moral compass. It's like you they had to know. You know what I mean? There's no way they didn't know that, that, that they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Of course. And geez, man, that, that's that's ridiculous. Like like this, you said, everybody involved should this, should the stewards dropped the ball. I don't care if it's his first violation. That's a bunch of bullshit. Right. You can't explain that away. You can't. I mean, it's just, it, it was, you know, the attending veterinarian said the horse needed eight to 12 months off. They never took the horse out of training. Or they gave the horse, a, it sounds like gave him a little time. That's gross. It is. It's it's a disgrace. And too many times in this business, I'll say something like this. And I'll hear from people and they'll say, well, you know, you." I don't want to hear that bullshit. Just because we have a bunch of cowards and lazy people that run a lot of racetracks, and that's the damn truth. Doesn't mean it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. I'm sick of hearing about this and that. This is this was obviously an attempt to to get this horse clean, to dump it off on someone else. They're gonna give a guy thirty days. Thirty days. The meat's over soon. Wait, well, that's nothing. That ain't gonna mean anything. And he's just gonna put it in someone else's name. And it's not, this is what I'm talking about. This is this is what what I talk about so many times. This isn't Major League Baseball, where if, if we suspend a guy for 30 days, he's not going to sneak up and they're going to call up a, a guy and, he, and he's, it's going to be the same guy, except he's going to have a, you know, a beard and a mustache, right? And Bobby Valentine. Yeah, like a Bobby Valentine situation. This, that doesn't, this isn't like a real sport. We're not like a real sport. We're like a fake sport. We're like a fake sport. And it's frustrating because... These people need to be... This trainer hadn't been there physically the entire year. Why is it... Why, why is she suspended? Why is, why is she suspended? Why are you suspending her? Why are you taking her license and, and putting it in the shredder? She didn't even show up to the hearing. Not showing up to the hearing alone should be enough. Especially something serious like this, where you're talking about the care of an animal. You're not talking about, uh, you know, three nanograms of a class four medication. You're talking about the actual, you know, 
well-being of a horse. I would look to see if the, if, if the Delaware State Police would get involved. Yeah. And criminally it, prosecuted. It's that bad. That's, that's, that's horrible. It is. That's really bad. And, and you know, and the, the part that bothers me, too, is when, you know, it, it validates all those things that all the negative things that people say about the sport that it aren't does. really in it, you know, that don't, you know, not like us that, you know, we, we talk racing every day between ourselves, uh, between Twitter, Facebook, what have you. I mean, we're, we're 24 seven with it. Um, but people that are on the fringe or, or even outside the game, this validates all those things that they hear. And it's like, what the hell, man? Like we, we need to be better. And the sport needs to be policed better, especially with these things. We can't get these things wrong. These are the things that we got to have the slam dunk and they have to do the right thing and, and make sure that these kind of elements are gone or else we're just going to repeat the cycle. And then it's just going to just gradually go downhill death by a million cuts. Every couple of weeks we have another one of these right. stories to talk about. And, and, all of them can be avoided. That's the thing. It's not like <clears throat> this is, uh, you know, a meteorite dropping out of the sky, and you know, didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> no, we all can see this. Jock's plugging a horse in. Oh, by the way, uh, Mejia was the one that uh, rode the horse when it won at fifteen to one, and at one point opened up ten on the field. So let's just say while it was hurt. No, no. This is this is when it won and oh. got subsequently disqualified. But let's just say that there's probably a high probability that, that things are linked. Uh, some horse, that horse was plugged in that day, right? And New Jersey dropped the ball. Oh, we gave him ten years. I don't give, give him ten years, morons. You should have given him nothing, and you should have suspended him temporary or uh, indefinitely, and and let him. Rat everybody else. Yeah, right. Get get the whole story. Exactly. Get everything. Get as much as you can out of them. Information on who. No, but they want. Where, how? Like they're tough. You're all a bunch of schmucks. New Jersey Racing Commission. You are incompetent. Every one of you. All of you. And the governor is a disgrace for allowing the New Jersey Racing Commission to be without four members. For how long? Eighty thousand people go to football stadiums in your state. Stop with the COVID bullshit. Do your job. Oh, you don't have whips, though. Morons. Drop the ball again. Drop the ball again. Belterra Park. Anything from there? Anyone hear anything about that? No, because it blows over. The racing secretary should be fired. He should be fired. Because he's complicit in all the nonsense that goes on there. Sick of hearing about horse shortages. There's going to be a big horse shortage. All of them. We talk about a lot of bullshit, you know? Like, uh, there's a lot of issues that we wind up talking about that, in the grand scheme of things, aren't right. really a big deal. Like Keeneland. Like Keeneland. Come on with the stakes, okay? Come on with the saddle house. Just enough with this. Oh, they're the sponsors' colors. Nobody cares about that. You know who's you know who who's who you should be concerned about the people betting millions of dollars on your races. Just go with the colored saddle tells like every other track and every other organization and every other race at your own track. Right. With Smack the logo on there and be done with it. You, you know what, Maker's Mark. You know what, you guys, uh, 
you'll you'll cede it to their wish to have the the, the same color saddle towel. Now they're not sponsoring you anymore. So hey, sponsors come and go, but the racing fan, everybody thinks they'll just be there forever. And believe me, no one's walking away from horse racing because they use the same color saddle towels. But it's silly, it, and it and it doesn't. It there's no there's no benefit to it. There's not been, there's no benefit to it. But that's the thing. We 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 get carried away with those kind of things when these other kind of things need to be addressed. And who's going to address it? You know. And that's what we go back to the original topic of media and you know there's not enough media and uh, there just isn't there's not enough real investigative reporting and it it's uh, you know it, it's a problem because I, I mean i know a lot of people the general public doesn't really care about horse racing but can you imagine other government bodies being you know four or five members short for for years now hmm. I mean if it was something else it, there would be a lot of heat like there would be a lot of questions like hey what's going on here why why are you not naming people to these empty positions there's a reason that we have X amount of people on the board but in racing it just it just passes by and these people who in this Delaware Park situation, these people shouldn't be on any racetrack ever again. Ever. I mean, this this is like attempted. Like they're they're just not competent enough to to have gotten the job done, but their incompetence sh- shouldn't benefit them. Right. Nobody should get a break in this. Giving an owner a thirty-day suspension—that's that's giving him a break. He should be in jail. Crazy, <laughs> or at least or at least investigated to the point where he would want, <laughs> you know, out. And and listen, the vets take the, the vets should take blame. The vets should take blame for this too. Right, because they can sound the alarms and be like, "Hey, don't don't let this." I I don't know there. who gave the horse. The, the injection, the mesocarbonyl or, or whatever. But if it was the original vet that, that said that the horse should have, you know, a year off because yeah. there's a 50% tear in his tendon. Yeah. Well, what's his excuse? And if it's another vet, I'd like to hear their excuse. Right. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> and, and you're talking about, you know, shit sack people. This isn't like this is a 150 horse outfit and this is going to pull $50,000 a month out of this guy's uh, revenue stream, but this is the kind of thing, like you said, Barry. You can't give me the "I am horse racing" speech when you have these kind of things going on, because there's just no excuse for it at this point in this day and age. There's just no excuse for it. But you know, everybody wants to talk about Baffert, and let me ask you, and let me, you know. To, to just comment on that because it's hard not to. The Breeders' Cup completely screwed this up because Baffert, whether he should be allowed or shouldn't be allowed to compete in their races, should have been a confidential matter until it was decided. 
And if the, the decision was to let him um, race with these added security measures, well, that could have been announced at this time. But when you say you're considering whether to let him do it and then you let him do it, then you're condoning it and, and you're coming out on the wrong side. And it just is that's just poor PR. Right. That's the worst PR because it just opens it up for, you know, impropriety or at least the the thought of that. You know, it opens the door to that possibility that they could have slammed shut. Like you said, keeping it confidential and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. So that's that. But somehow it got out that they were weighing their options or deliberating on the subject and then you know leaning one way or the other you know if they didn't say no we're not going to let them run nobody that that has been paying attention was going to be happy <laughs> you know no no, no one's going to be happy <clears throat> and I, and listen i'm not saying that they shouldn't let him run or shouldn't not let him run They're, they own the races their races and he's licensed to race in California and they haven't, the state hasn't given him any issues and the track haven't given him any issues. So if they want to let him run, then let him run. I can understand all the people who feel the opposite. And like I said, I'm not really taking a stand. I'm not saying like that they should or they shouldn't. But I could see them saying, hey, he's racing in California. He's racing at Del Mar and the state has, you know, no issue with his license. Um, clearly, if this was at Churchill or at Belmont, it would be a different story, but it's not. And, you know, we're going to let him race, but we're going to have more security on him. But when you, you put it out there that you're potentially not going to let him race, you only put that out there if you're not going to know you're not going right. to let him race. You're not going to let him race. And then you want to look fair by saying, hey, we're going to deliberate over this and we're going to have a you know discussion. Or we'll let, let him say his piece. This the, this is not a court of law. You know what I mean? There was no um, yeah, was process here. You, don't right. have to have, you own the, 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 the race. You don't have to have due process. And I understand wanting to seem fair. But this should have been a after the fact announcement, not a before the fact announcement, because as it comes out, all you've done is create um, a firestorm. <laughs> Clearly. And I think someone put it best on Twitter to paraphrase, like nobody believes any of these things that there's this extra and had an enhanced safety or, uh, or testing. Right. This is stuff they should have been doing right. for day one with everybody. Well, well, nobody believes it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like that that whole John Gruden thing where they said, "Oh well, we only found his emails that were like that." Sure, you did. No, right? There was six hundred fifty-six thousand <laughs> emails, six hundred fifty-six thousand emails, and there was one John Gruden. Only one yeah. one guy was doing all that craziness, yeah. and nobody else said anything back to him. Right? Out of six hundred fifty-six thousand, that the guy uh, Bruce <laughs> Allen, who he sent it to, who supposedly had been. Uh, a bad actor in, in a couple other spots, including working for the Raiders. Uh, apparently, no one else had ever said anything. I mean, it's all nonsense. No one believes it. But well, that's that's the thing is is you know that that's how I feel happens with racing. It's like 
they they feel like the people they're talking to are stupid <laughs> you know and it's like they're not stupid everybody understands what's going on and we know the situation i mean you know horse players know they know they know everything probably know it better it, than the people that, that are making the decisions listen the worst thing that happened for for some of these racing organizations is service navarro because horse players for years yeah, we're sure. rolling their eyes. Literally half the time I was on Twitter. I mean, I, right. I can't remember were, when they, I joined, but were... half that time people were just going on and on about how these guys were cheating. And guess what? <laughs> they were. And that's now, you know, the it's emboldened people because they see other people with uh, similar records and, and nothing's being done. And there was a tweet put out by Parks today about uh, their leading trainers and (laughs) they got blasted because of of the leading trainer who interestingly enough has more wins than the guy's second third and fourth combined um but uh it's it's getting bad though and (sighs) well i mean you can look at it this way too is like well <laughs> it's almost like if you're if you're doing the 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 stuff wrong or you're you're doing all the the bad stuff and you're getting away with it you know people may think you know just like you said they get emboldened like oh well what's the worst that could happen to me they're not kicking anybody out of the game clearly and I might have to sit on the bench for 30 days. So it's almost like people are constantly evaluating, you know, whether or not they should do things like this because they're never going to get caught. Or if they do get caught, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then they'll pay the fine and, and just move forward. We're like, yeah, but we made this much money and I gave you $2,500 back. So we're up, you know, 50,000 for the for the month and we just have to wait another 30 days and then you have the the betters that are ranting and raving on twitter all the time and it seems like the tracks themselves just could care less what the betters think they're never factored into it tracks don't seem to care about anything anymore and no not everyone they care about their interests and and covering their own ass and, just, and that's what gets yeah. them in trouble. And they don't realize that. Or maybe they do and they just don't care about that either. Listen, it, it's not that difficult to take care of a lot of these things. I'm not, and, and listen, I, I, I keep saying listen, but <laughs> I'm sure you're listening. Um, it's just effort in a lot of ways. It's just effort. And it's hiring someone that has a clue, not a suit. You can't just always hire suits because suits are good at suit stuff. All right. They're good behind the computer, crunching numbers, um, whatever it else is that suits do. But if you want to take control of your backside and you want to take control of, of the situations that put you in a bad light, it's not that hard. It really is not hard. But 
I use this analogy a lot. If you were driving down the highway and there was no speed limit posted, there was no cops. I mean, everybody drive 90, right? Right. On two wheels. Sideways. And that's that's <laughs> horse racing. That That's where we're at. And everybody, you know, you know, one of the things I didn't like about the Breeders' Cup um, statement was they, they're, you know, like, hey, wait till Hissa comes. Hissa is not the FBI. Well, it's not. It's not a panacea to, to these problems. We don't even know if, if it's actually coming. Right. <laughs> we don't know what's what's. Uh, let me just explain this to people. If you don't understand that, a lot of the people that have set up the bad rules that we have now are behind this. They're they're being brought in to help them set up. Like I said, this is not the FBI. I don't even know what kind of investigative powers they're going to have or who will be doing it. The racing commissions are still involved. USADA has never once tested a single animal. They rely on, on tips, phone tips. These, this is not human athletics where the competitors are other humans. They are, but they're trainers and, and, and they're jockeys. And do you think those people know what's going on in someone else's barn? They think they do, but they don't actually have any uh, tangible evidence. I could say, yeah, this guy's juicing his horses, but well, what is he using? Well, I don't know. Well, how do you know he's doing it? Do you see him do it? No. Well, how do you know? Well, his horses run too good. And they're going to say, well, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go into court and say hey this guy's just too good so we're, we're getting rid of him right <laughs> gotta have some sort of proof but that's it's and that's hard. the thing is when no you tandem. bring when you bring a government body in you can't just say hey we, we think this guy's we doing heard that. wrong yeah, we heard some stories but <laughs> i'm telling you I, I i am not a lawyer obviously but i wonder if the trainer absolute insurer rule will be challenged because that's more or less uh, you're, you're, you're declared guilty. You're not, there's not a presumed, uh, what do they call it? A presumption of innocent right. innocence. You have to be you know, proven guilty. Um, and maybe I'm totally off base, but I think there's going to be a lot of legal challenges. And of course, because it's new territory and, and furthermore, you know, the effectiveness of this, this government agency is going to take a while. It's not going to be like, all right, his is up and running, so we're good. It's going to take a few years. I'm thinking more like four or five before any kind of effectiveness comes from it, if at all. Hey, listen, everyone thinks this thing is going to get set up for next year. It ain't no. happening. It, it might be. I can tell you one thing right now. There is no funding mechanism set up. You know how long it takes state governments to set these things up? You think this is going to happen overnight? Some of these states, they do two-year budgets. They've already done their budgets for the next year or two years. Right. And, and you know, I, 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 hope, I hope we're wrong on this, but, you know, it's probably not likely. But if, if they prove us wrong, great. You know, but I, I just don't think it's feasible. I don't. I don't think it's possible. 
especially not even not in the next three years. We're almost till November. Right. They're supposed to have like recommendations in front of the Federal Trade Commission by December fifteenth. Yeah. Like, like nobody knows what's going on. Or if they do, they're not telling anybody. <laughs> believe me, if they were making great progress, oh yeah, we know about it. And and we're not rooting against it. I want something to take the scumbags that, that are operating at Delaware Park or the jockeys that are plugging horses in or, or the people that are doing wrong things. We want them dealt with. And the way we're doing it now, uh, I mean, and the system sucks, but the system also sucks because the people behind it are just not willing to, to, to do anything. And I just don't think that – I think that everyone is – it's, it's what we do in this business for a long time. Everybody, for how many years, Barry, did we hmm. hear? Just wait till a triple crown winner. Wait till we get a triple crown winner. Man. Wait till we get a triple crown winner. It's going to make everything better. And I always used to say, so how is that going to make my life better? <laughs> you know, like I'm training horses. I'm buying horses. I'm, you know, we're, we're trying to win with what we can. We're trying to get paid. We're trying to do everything we can, you know, uh, within the legal bounds to, to get our horses as healthy and, and, and uh, you know, in, in good a shape as we can. So if a horse wins three races in, in, in May, June, and, and June, like, all of a sudden, like, life's going to be great, and, and people are like, it just it never made any sense. I mean, we've had two Triple Crown winners. Right, and then we had another one that was like... We've had two Triple Crown winners, and everybody <laughs> wants to ban the trainer to want them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. And then when the two jockeys that it. rode him, nobody wants <laughs> nobody wants to ride him. <laughs> it's so crazy when you think about it. It's, it's like the opposite happened. <laughs> it's like the opposite happened. But that's this business. Everybody thinks, oh, this is gonna be the thing. Oh, this will be the thing. Oh, this will be it, it's it's there's so many things that need to be fixed. It's like bringing a car in, right? And your car's got uh, <laughs> it's got all kinds of problems. Well, changing the tires ain't gonna fix the transmission, you know? <laughs> right. Putting a new uh, some tint on the windows, <laughs> it's gonna make yeah. the car all better now. <laughs> but um, like I said, we're not rooting against Hissa, but they could use our, our they they could use our advice. I can tell you that. We'd be willing to do it for nothing. Right. That's that's the thing. There's people out there. There's lots of people out there be willing that to do it for be nothing. like, hey, I'll give you, you should I'll give be you all the everything that I know. Because that, we might that'll help. You, we might give you an idea that you hadn't thought of because, you know, like that's how things work. But uh, who knows? Well, but that that the reliance on that to me they is, don't, is it's a cop out. I just don't understand why they don't bring people in as consultants or, you know. Oh, they bring them in. Yeah, but not the right people. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll have people, but it's like, no, they they need to be better with that and and more strategic and pointed. At least to get gather information. But sometimes it feels like they think they know everything. And that's the wrong way to approach it, because, you know, when, when you. When you think you know everything, that's when you you've already lost. No, it's, it's the truth. But uh, 
it's just amazing to to sit and watch, you know, um, just from being a, a fan at an early age. And now, you know, to, to the point where I'm at now that I, I really understand a lot about the game, not everything, of course, but enough to understand how things work. And it's just amazing at, at the, you know, the kind of just smoothing over of a lot of nonsense, like you said, that could be easily taken care of. Get the stuff, the slam dunks, get those out of the way. Then tackle the bigger stuff. And we can't even do that. So we're just stuck on stupid, basically. So frustrating. It is. Especially when you see like things like, you know, the I saw an article today on how much sports betting people in New Jersey did in the month of September. Billion. Ungodly amounts. They did they did a billion. Over a billion. Yeah. Right? They did so, a billion bucks in, in Jersey. So it's not like the money's not out there. And and yeah. you know, not saying that we should get all of that. <laughs> you know. No. No, I, I like we've had, this conversation. we've had this conversation before. Yeah, we've had the conversation before. Uh, the, you know, the, there's been a lot of money out there that's been left on the table. Everybody wants to bury. Oh, handles up! Oh, handles up! We don't even know where it comes from. We don't know where it comes from. Well, you know, it's just the. Well, that's the thing too. That's another thing that. Bothers and the handle is as old crunk as has been, you know. <laughs> Pretty adamant about stating it's only going to the A tracks. We can't live with just A tracks. We can't live with just big tracks. The game can't survive that way. It just can't. So, well, that's another thing that 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 kind of bothers me is how they they boast these gaudy numbers with handle and so on and so forth, but yet. They don't want to pay people enough to do things. No. It boggles my mind. It's frustrating from a standpoint of the tracks brag about record handle and they brag about record purses. And yet the takeout's the same. <laughs> Among other things. That's what I mean. Even the tracks, you know, that, that get a huge portion of their purses from alternate sources of revenue should be trying to make their betting more attractive but they're not they just they don't care i, I swear to god a lot of them just don't care that's uh that's how i feel too it's like they just could care less of what anybody else thinks this is what we're gonna do <sighs> dean pull the pocket put something up about the the horse players um magazine that they had out mm-hmm. was it like four years ago and the thing that really kind of uh, got me, I took away from that was when he said something to the effect of everything just feels different now. And it wasn't like it felt different in a positive manner. And I know a lot of people contributed to that. Um, to put that out for free, for nothing. They mm-hmm. did it for nothing. They, they didn't get paid at all. They were doing it because... Um, you know, it was the right thing to do. So maybe some of the people did it for, you know, to get some exposure or whatever. But um, it doesn't seem like you could even get something like that even launched these days because 
outside of some of the young kids that are still enthusiastic. And by young, I mean, uh, like the guy, John, who, who does the Maryland tracks and oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Edison, who's the, the mad hatter there. Who, <laughs> and these, these are, these kids are like 21, 22 years old. So they think they can, you know, when I was 21. I, I thought I could jump off the Empire state building and, and you know, be you, alive, you know, Oh, I mean, and it's great that we have some of them, but they're just not enough. And everybody else is just beaten down to the point where the, the you know, you, you get tired of getting told, getting lied to, and you get tired of being told that, uh, you know, what you see is actually not what you see. That is a Jedi mind trick. And, and yeah, we've talked about social media, uh, horse racing, Twitter can be a negative place. No, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I mean, here we are a couple weeks in the Breeders' Cup. We're talking about not, we, we spent 59 minutes talking about negative stuff. Yeah. Well, it's unavoidable. It's seen. <laughs> it, it wasn't exactly a, you know, stellar racing weekend. Chad Brown went to Queen Elizabeth again. Um, Chalk Fest 20. Yeah, it was. Right. But, um, That's the thing is that, uh, well, you know, negative does sell. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I think, I think that, uh, you know, you can't accuse us of being shills for the industry. That's no, true. that's that's <laughs> we can never be called. We do a good job of hiding it if, if that does happen. <laughs> um, if you know, I think the, the thing about horse racing Twitter is. It's such a small community, and it's like, a, you know, almost like a family kind of situation. That's why you see all these fights when there's dark, dark days where guys get all up in arms with each other because it's like, you know, we all have the same kind of thoughts about racing in general, and, you know, opinions kind of sway one way or the other on certain subjects and and that's what kind of pops it off but you know come friday everybody's looking forward to to to, you know put tickets on on twitter and and kind of hey you know i like this horse or whatever which it kind of gives the feel of an actual like being at an otb because of all the talk and the side conversations and and so on, which is I, I think it's pretty cool. But you got to like, like being an OTB without all the secondhand smoke, right? Without the without the cancer sticks. <laughs> um, but I, I, and I and I enjoy that part of it. But you got to take the good with the bad, and then you have these bad days where things like you know those news stories come out or the Baffert stuff, and it just spirals into a whole nother realm and then you get people from outside of the community jumping in and that's where it really kind of sucks yeah yeah I, I, I hear you well I mean I'll give you some positive signs I went to a horse sale today and I didn't buy a horse <laughs> I know my limitations <laughs> any 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 see any, any anyone we, we are, are not uh they're not my bag you know no that's not your deal huh i tried it a couple times 
That's got to be tough, though. <laughs> yeah. I bought a couple of weanlings one time, and I was doing really good buying yearlings. I mean, we we're buying greatest stakes horses for, for. We bought the Divine Park for 20 grand. Oof. Grade one winner. I mean, we we're doing really well buying yearlings. And, uh, let me buy some. Let me buy some. Uh, I actually did pretty good buying broodmares. I bought the horse. Uh, I bought the dam of the winner of the Breeder Futurity uh, for eighty seven hundred bucks. <laughs> um, in full to, to the horse that won the, the Breeder Futurity a couple years later. Um, but I was like, yeah, let me buy some weanlings. You know, like that'd be a good one. get some of these because you can get them cheaper, and then you know, like. Look for ones that are going to grow up and blah blah blah. And oh my god, I it was I bought two. They were total disasters. <laughs> the only reason we even we got one, I think we didn't. We just gave away at some point. And the one we only got a little bit of money back, but we got back. <laughs> I was sitting up um, in the front of Keeneland, you know, in the in the ring, uh-huh. and the consigner was a guy named Jeff Morris, a friend of mine for for a long time, and. Jeff was like, Chuck, listen, <laughs> don't be bidding on this horse. Like, just, you know, just let him, let him go from whatever he brings. Right. And he goes, and it ain't going to be much, but don't buy him back. And, and don't like, you know, don't bid against anybody trying to get the higher price. I'm like, don't worry. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not bidding nothing, you know, no reserve. The horse went through with no reserve. So we're hoping to get anything. So I'm sitting there and. It starts out, you know, like one, two, three, four, and it's going up. I'm like, holy shit, this horse is, you know, gets to like 10, 10, 11,000. And I, I had to look at the book again and say, Am I, is, this, is this the right horse? Like, <laughs> so bang, they, they dropped the hammer, 11,000. I think 11,000. I'm not totally sure. It might have been 10, might have been 12, something, something in that range. Like, we were thinking we were going to get 1,500 for this horse, right? Or maybe no bids at all. <laughs> So I go, I said, I mean, I got to go see who bought this horse. So as soon as you buy a horse, um, the bid spotters will point out to there's these people that come and they have like a, uh, they have the the bill of sale that you sign. Um, they have little clipboards, you know. So I walk in the back because there's the back part of the ring where the horses circle before they go into the, the ring. And you can bid back there too. And I see this lady signing the uh, the ticket and trainer there's a trainer uh, Harry Benson old old uh, old guy Harry Benson's been old my whole life like, <laughs> like when I was like 15 Harry Benson was old um he's actually I think he's older than Barkley Tag which is hard oh, to do oh. and Harry's like 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 you know like he's mad you can see he's upset. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? So I go over there and say, hey, you know, thanks. Appreciate you buying my horse and this and that. Harry looks at me and he goes, bought the wrong horse. He goes, I go to the bathroom and and, and she picks a horse out because she liked the dam's name. So, and, and she was like, I guess there, she was bidding against you. I said, she wasn't bidding against me. <laughs> you know, we didn't bid nothing. I don't know who she was bidding against. But, um, and she's, the lady signed the ticket, like, they, they, it was they bought the horse eleven thousand bucks, but um, and believe me, it was a big loss. I think we paid, I think we paid ten thousand for the horse as a weanling, and now we're selling it a yearling for eleven. So, 
But we got we got something back for the horses. Anything uh, I, that was the last time I bought weanlings. <laughs> I think weanlings are like like going to an uh, like an eighth graders basketball game. You can see the guys who are going to be Division One players, right? And you can see the guys who are going to throw the ball over the backboard. And it's the middle guys, you know, like those are the hard ones because I can't afford the Division One players, and nobody wants the guys that can't hit the backboard. <laughs> But wheelings are really difficult. Uh, they, they brought, I tell you what, though, they brought some pretty good money. Fazek tipped in New York sale today. Nice. It was a pretty good crowd. It was cold, too. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't do that. The mayor was there. The mayor was running things. I was going to say, I was just going to say, is, was the mayor I, making an appearance? He was running the valet live. As he always does. Oh, man, he loves that. I got there. He was upset because none of the regular lunch places were, were open because they don't have anybody working. No COVID. Yeah, he was he was complaining about that. It, was, it is kind of crazy, though. Like, in the Saratoga area, on Mondays, there's nothing open. Like, nothing. It's crazy. Like, no restaurants are open. It's, it's bizarre. It's weird. It it really is. I've never seen it like that. Like right around Saratoga, it's really, really bad. But I did I did manage to get out there without buying a broodmare, buying a weanling. Like what? literally, the last thing in the world I need to do is buy a weanling. <laughs> Keep them in my backyard. Yeah, okay, now what do I do? Ship them up to Daytona. It could be the Daytona Flash. I'll raise them. Just got to dodge bullets. <laughs> well, we have a kind of a light racing schedule. Uh, I guess the Maryland Millions this weekend. Yes. That should be interesting. Usually... Is a decent day of racing. You're covering that, uh, are you not? I am. Doing a little Maryland Million handicapping. Yeah, a little moonlighting. Still hold a grudge against the stewards for taking that horse down last fall? Yes, I'm not playing again until Thanksgiving. They've made some curious calls in, in, in Maryland. <sighs> that's, that's all I'll say. Curious. Consistency is not in their wheelhouse. Oh, and they always take forever to, to figure them out too. Even when it they does. leave them, even when they leave them up, it takes forever. <laughs> it does take a long time, man. Like twenty minutes every time they have the light blinks. Oh man. Ooh. Yeah, I wrote the piece about Keeneland and the stupid saddle towels the other day. <laughs> probably pissed them off no more credit for you Chuck none which is of course probably doing me a favor <laughs> but um, it, it just doesn't there just isn't a really re, there hasn't been a good reason at least in my opinion that says 
as, hey, we should make things difficult to watch our best horses run because, you know, someone sponsored the race. Just weird to me. Well, you know what's crazy about that whole thing is I didn't like it originally when Trex did that. But I think it was just because I was used to what they were doing. You know, like back in the day, Naira, they used to have the black towels with the white numbers on it. Right. But now we're but we've progressed and we've evolved from and it's it. better. I mean, you can see better. Yes, it, it is. It's much better with the colors. <laughs> but you know, back I was I don't I can't remember how old I was when when they switched over. But I was kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks. But you know, over time, it just proved to be much better. So why go away from that at all ever? Nah, I hear you. I hear you. Because I remember they didn't they do they still do it with the armed forces thing, or they do the the camo. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know. I think they, they do that it, in the springtime. Yeah, maybe that's when it is. It's like armed forces day or something. Listen, I I could make an exception for armed forces day. Yeah, no, I get it. They're not a sponsor. You know, the arm the people in the in the veterans of of the armed forces, they're they're not, you know, quote unquote sponsors. No, it's a tribute. And I get it. Sponsors are advertisers. Right. They're putting money in their pocket for for exposure. So I still don't understand how, how like the sponsors have colors. I don't get that. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, whatever logo it is. What's Verizon's color? Red and black. Right, or they would they would probably be the white with the black number. Yeah, or they would in in, in this area they would be oh, invisible, no coverage. <laughs> I'm telling you, you drive outside of Saratoga, you drive down like the Northway, and you get a couple miles outside of town, you might as well be in like Saskatchewan. <laughs> Seriously, it's like being in the Andes Mountains. You know, like when the, the, the movie where the plane crashes, right, up in the Andes and, and every you guys are trying to go up to the highest uh, point on the mountain to try to get a little cell coverage. Well, that's about what you have to do here. It's crazy. So you're, you're like out in your, <laughs> with your hand, like out, stretched out, trying to reach for the sky so you can get some signal. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and it's a futile attempt, usually. And, you know, you call Verizon, you text Verizon, you go on the thing, and you make your complaint. Oh, give us your location. We'll try to get it. I remember when I first moved out here, my wife had to change service because she couldn't get service inside of our house. And you step right out onto the front porch, fine. Take two steps inside. No bueno. I was in Hong Kong in 2004. 2004. I was underneath the the South China Sea in a tunnel. Still had service. Perfect. I was talking to someone in, in Miami. In the tunnel, underneath the bay. I bet you. Like 17 years ago. And driving down a major three-lane highway 
the, the, the route between Montreal and, and, and uh, the capital of New York or New York City. There's no coverage. And we're not talking in the Adirondacks. I'm not talking like we're at Lake Placid. Or Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. One of the, one of the coldest places on the, the, the earth. There <laughs> are kids from, from, from Spot Catholic. Oh, where are you going to go? Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Where are you going to go? What? Plattsburgh. Going <laughs> Why? To, what are you going to Eskimo? What are you studying there? Like uh, glaciers? I remember we played Champlain when I was going to college and uh, it was so cold this isn't like January it was like so cold that uh, this one guy this kid Tyrone <laughs> Tyrone was a trip man he was like the world's He's like one of those guys who's just an unintentionally funny person. Yes, unintentionally. And he would laugh all the time, and he had this crazy laugh. So Tyrone brought fried chicken with him, right? (laughs) From his house in like a bag. And he didn't bring it for everybody. He just brought it for himself. (laughs) Selfish, Tyrone. He leaves it in 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 uh, in the, the van. We had a van we used to drive, and these two vans, like, (laughs) <laughs> like the, and they like look like prison vans. Hated that shit, bro. So uh <laughs> we got out and we were like, Coach, come on, man, we gotta go somewhere to eat, like McDonald's or something. There's gotta be something in Vermont, like a maple syrup house, something, right? And Tyrone <laughs> like, <I'm good. laughs> he's, he's digging through his oh, uh, uh, so what are you doing, Tyrone? Uh, I got I got some chicken in here. <laughs> he got it out. It was frozen, man. It was frozen solid. <laughs> he almost busted his tooth biting into that frozen fried chicken. I don't even remember why I remember that. But man, uh, I used to hate it. We used to we used to go it was so cold when I played at Merrimack. We used to go to Lemoyne, Syracuse, play the Dolphins. I don't understand how they had that name. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. But every time it would just get wrecked with snow. And there was always a question of whether we could come back or not the same night. Just shellacked with snow every time. The snow belt, man. People don't know what lake effect snow is. Oh, man, it's, just, it's brutal. Lake effect snow is like that, that snow you see in like a movie. Like the like the shining, remember when it snowed in the shining and <laughs> where it just snows for like yeah, three like that. straight nothing and it just never stops. Big ass snowflakes, not yeah. big ass fans, big ass snowflakes. And there's so much snow that, that they can't even plow it because there's nowhere to put it. No, it's, it's too much. Right. I gotta go back to Florida, man. This is coming. <laughs> yeah. After and I, I mean this winter week, is coming. This weekend in, in Mobile. Yesterday, it was 45 degrees in the morning. I thought I was going to die. It was 45 degrees in Saratoga this morning. Yeah, can't handle that. This, this, we don't do that. I can't. Nope. And I had shorts. I don't have any pants. Come on, man. I'm wandering around. Say I got a rain jacket on. That's all I got. I ain't got no jackets. I came here in August. 
the first day I went to the track, it was like a heat wave. They were talking about they were talking about maybe canceling because it was that hot. And, and uh, all I have is summer clothes. I, I almost went to Marshalls and said, "You know what? I'm going to break down and buy myself a jacket." But I was like, "Yeah, it ain't that cold. I'll I'll tough it out." Right? Yeah, it's not that cold. Yeah. It was cold. Though. Thought I was gonna die yesterday. It, it, it's funny because it went like directly to from like, you know, nice temperatures to just cold, and the next week it's supposed to be cold. So, so it might be time. Still close to ninety here. Nothing wrong with ninety. Well, you got anything else? Because uh... no, I don't. Because I'm just waiting for October twentieth to get that party started. Sniper for three, going to the championship. <laughs> hey, what the, the last year? Last year, I had, I think I had the the first pick. And it was the worst thing ever. Because you pick twice back to back and you don't get anybody. I'd rather pick where I picked this year. Five. I was five. Got better. My team is so much better. Well, you came in like last last year, didn't you? No, I wasn't last. I was close, but I, my only wins were Christofek. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Come on, Joe. And I think I beat the first place team too once. My team had potential. They just we just got decimated with injuries. And then Ben Simmons just decided not to do anything for like two months. Well, you know one thing he's not going to do, and that's shoot threes. No, and it, and it killed me because I had to, you know, once guys got hurt, like, it was it was just, it was rough. But this year, I, I regrouped. I got, you know, James Harden. I got a little Devin Booker to anchor us. So, be all right. You foiled my plan of... of- of uh, <laughs> the Bogdanovich was like, which I was, was going to corner the market on the Bogdanovich. <laughs> which, which one is which? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, the two I, guys I'm probably not going to use him it's all that much. Two guys from the same country with with literally almost the same first name, right? Is look one alike, letter different? Play right? the same game. They average almost the same numbers. Aren't related. Nope. It's hard to believe that those guys aren't related. I mean, they even look like each other. They do. I got the all injury team though. Now your team is actually pretty good. There's one team that I can see already is going to take massive amounts of L's. They're the team that everybody's going to beat. It's like a free week. I'm, I'm I'm looking for a bounce back year from Gordon Hayward. It's good for him, you know. I mean, if he can stay injury free, exactly, he'll be fine because you know uh, what's his name, Ball. He gets the ball to everybody. Ball will be distributing. He was yeah. one of my keepers. Ball distributes the ball. Yeah. yeah. He can pass. If he can do anything, he can pass. 
No, I just need I need Embiid to stay. Embiid is like the the key to my team. If he can stay I had Embiid play. Too. He was a keeper I had, and I couldn't do it anymore because like one year he just injured his eye socket. It's it's frustrating. Right in the right before our playoffs started, so it wasn't before the actual playoffs, like the actual NBA playoffs. It was like two weeks before, and it just crushed my dreams. And I ended up finishing third, but still. I need Steven Adams to play a lot. He's gonna. I need Lamarcus Aldridge to not, uh, you know, stroke out on have a heart attack. I need Bobby Portis not to punch anybody in the face. You might want him to do that early. He's gonna play more though because yeah. uh, PJ left. So PJ yeah, Tucker went. There's minutes for him, uh, and he's qualified at center too. So Mitchell Robinson. That's the crazy that thing. Now, like everybody's almost like a two-position player. It's funny. Mitchell Robinson's my guy, man. I can't believe you got him that late. If he can stay healthy, he's gonna be. He's gonna lead the league in blocks. I would have picked him up, but I already had centers. I my centers were keepers, so I didn't really need him. But I, I was surprised he went as late as he did. couple other starters they were sleeping on. Like, I had to take two injured guys that may have potential in, in uh, Oladipo and uh, T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren's good. It's just a matter of... Right. He's never healthy. That's his own uh, beef. But he's, like, he's like flight wine. He may be okay as long as he's not injured. So, if he... You know, he's injured now, actually. Yeah. But when he comes back, he's going to be nasty until he gets hurt again. So I'll just ride the wave, keep him around. And Oladipo should get a lot of minutes, too, when he comes back. I kind of got a, a West Coast team. I got a lot of West Coast guys. So. Oh, I hated that. You go to bed and, like. De'Aaron Fox. Right, the Sacramento guy. Spider, Spider Mitchell. Buddy Heald. Pumping the threes. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll it should be, be fun. fun. It'll be fun. And I'm then, sure people. I'm sure people are like just beyond the static that they're gonna let get to hear about how Buddy Heel did for me last week. I'm telling you, man, Buddy's no joke. I can say this. There's what. Nine cat eight categories, yeah, of scoring. I should be pretty solid three pointers, yeah. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> that's that's probably going to be like our biggest battle, yeah. Yeah, my guys might not get a steal all week. <laughs> well, that's how I was last year, is I, I conceded like field goal percentage. If this was a real team, we, we would for points. If this was a real team, we would have some serious defensive issues. Oh man! Well, I got Capella. He blocks shots. I got four white guys. Oof! <laughs> I just looked at that. Yeah, but Bogdanovich is an, he, he's he's a shooter, man. He... Yeah, white guy can only shoot, except Stephen Adams, and he's a rebounder. Oh, well, that's all he does. 
Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's he's good for the 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 uh, no, he's not good for the free throw percentage. He's good for the field goal percentage because he doesn't shoot; he just dunks. I just need Capella to he give said, me... like I think he set the NBA record two years ago for for highest field goal percentage, like yeah, seventy eight percent, but like seventy five percent of his shots were dunks. So he, okay. he just threw, but that's like Capella. He does the same thing. Cleanup guy doesn't really get touches on offense. And that was with Unless... Scrub Central. I mean, he's got Kemba, and 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 uh, you picked up Fourier. You, you you went with back to your your old Orlando guy. I know, and I, I didn't want to, but it was either him or R.J. Barrett, and I was like, well, I know R.J. plays better defense, but I think Tibbs is going to end up sticking with, with Fournier a little longer than than I, I would I would have thought originally, only because he's so effective scoring, like, it's crazy. He's like he, he he's like slow, but he's not slow. But he can shoot. If Dibs he, likes him, he'll play more minutes than he should because that's, that's right. That's how exactly. he operates. Right. If he likes, if he doesn't like him, then he might not play at all. Man. Yeah. Then I have to dump him and pick up somebody else. I tell you, it's interesting. Like you start looking at teams that you ordinarily wouldn't look at, and I have to admit that I was looking at the Orlando Magic and their players and. And I have to say that uh, I have absolutely no idea what the hell I'm doing because they brought in guys. They're in rebuild mode, just reconstruction, everything. I mean, they brought guys in that they're they're, they're, like, they brought guys in to compete with their better players. And then, like, the weaknesses they didn't do anything with. It's just kind of. Yeah, it's like a a free for all, like a, a, a open tryout kind of situation, other than. Like the like now like, they have like four point guards like Fultz five centers yeah so the, I I think Suggs is going to end up playing the two Cole Anthony's going to be coming off the bench behind Fultz so yeah it, they 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 got their work cut out from they it's might just a weird team it's like a team that has no wings they're gonna be they're gonna be the worst team in the league. They, they either have point guards or they have centers. And that's like all they have. It's, it's like the straight right. thing. No, no in between. Oh, there's like no in between. Because like, like uh, what, who is it? Terrence Ross. He's he's like their, their four. He's yeah. like a four. And he's yeah. really two guard. Yeah, exactly. So he's a two guard <laughs> with no conscience. That'll probably get traded. Yeah. The deadline. Right. I don't think the Lakers are going to be that good. I, I really don't. <gasps> Take it back. I can see a lot of injuries coming for them. Take it back. They should get sponsored by like the local like Sinai Hospital. Donuts. This rehab center. Dude, they're gonna be nasty. Allied Allied Physical Rehab, sponsor of the Lakers. The Lake Show is back. Actually, someone should sponsor Kemba Walker's knees. <laughs> the wobbles when when Tibbs forgets, like you know, he's been crippled and he he can't play like he used to. And plays him like fifty six minutes in a double overtime game. Nah, he's gonna split time with with D Rose. D Rose is always yeah. oh yeah, double, 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 he, he, he made burned, he burned him out at the end of the year last year too. 
He may, he may, he may eat up all of Kemba's minutes. He, he looks like me probably after the game. Quickly. All right, we talked enough about this. No one really gives a shit. So yeah, British Cup. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the only people who care about this. We're getting Chris effect. We're coming for you, Joe. <laughs> and if we come to New Orleans, you better be able to get us some some good Pelican tickets. You know. Pellies. We'll sit next to the bench and eat pretzels with the Zion. <laughs> oh, he'll show us where the good spots are. God, there's just, 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 just so many places. Anyways, well, as always, good to speak to you and uh, happy that your trip. To New Orleans went good this year or this oh. this weekend. Oh yeah, next trip is is uh probably Tampa Bay Downs and then GP at least a couple of times before the year is out. Tampa this- Bay, go see the Beamer. Go see the Beam. And and Sid. Grants Pass. He's doing. He's doing his his work. His yeoman's work. Grants Pass. They're they, open. They operate today. I should probably uh, see if I can get in with them. The other day, huh? Didn't they yeah, camp- they had bad rain, bad weather. And uh, your your former employee there, she was riding her. She rode a race that a horse just <laughs> ran off and beat everybody like twenty lengths. My former employee. She worked for me for three hours. <laughs> hey, still counts. <laughs> Got paid for those three hours, right? I don't even remember. <laughs> I think she got lunch. Nick <laughs> uh, was, hey, could you run to uh, what's that place? Get some cigarettes and milk, and she never. What came. was that place that they got the, the chicken that that they have like? It's like chicken that had been, you know, like they say, corn-fed chicken or. Uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Yeah, this these chickens were fed like complete sodium diets. Troil, uh, P- Pollo Tropical. Oh, Tropic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's like 497% of your daily allowance you- of sodium in anything that you eat in that place. Tastes good, though. Does taste good, but man, blows me up. My feet, my hands. <laughs> my blood pressure probably goes up to 400 so I gotta get an extra large water with ice. I need a keg of water. All right. Well, we will be back next week, and we're gonna talk about something stimulating, like the Breeders' Cup. Oh yeah, stimulus. For those of you that aren't boycotting, boycotting is dumb. I don't see why people boycott. Well, I mean, I boycott Hoosier Park, but there's a very good reason. Pass but away. um. Yeah, we pass on the passing lane. Uh, yeah, the breeders, the breeders' crown is uh, coming up. Yeah, that talk to our man Jay Bitus and get his uh, his long shot selections. A day event. Yeah, that's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird, but at least we won't fall asleep at the end. Well, you know what we did fall asleep on it was a bucket of bet Hanover. Winning at twelve to one. How did we that fall was, on that? Talk about that. I want to forget about that. 
I do want to forget about that. But he is a good horse. So we'll talk next week. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, continue to give us feedback. We like feedback. Feedback's good. And no one's called us like idiots in a while. So, you know. (laughs) He jinxed it. All right. Cannon chill. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's Big Monday show. This is the Going in Circles podcast network. We don't have a whole lot of races to recap this week, but we do have some aggravating things to talk about because it's horse racing and aggravating things just uh, seem to pop up. So we will uh, be back in a minute with the sniper and we'll talk about all the aggravating things.